Hi, and welcome to Air Graphics Podcast. My name is Ralph Kelly, the owner of Air Graphics, airbrushing and caricatures. This week is Tyrell Brown from Flint, Michigan. Tyrell owned Air Magic Airbrushing in Michigan and is now working a civilian job. He DJs and is running a nighttime bike crew. Chilling, man. Can you hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you real good. Can you hear me good? Yeah, real. All right. So, uh, where are you from? Flint, Michigan. Flint, Michigan. Y'all have a problem with the water in Flint? Y'all with the man. water, right? Yeah, the water's still messed up after all this time, man. They working on it slowly, but it's still messed up. Oh, that's crazy. I remember when it first started, I said, uh, uh, Joel, three uh, pallets full of water, man. Or two pallets of water. You the man for that. Yeah, um, I was here in Saginaw collecting water myself to take down there. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So tell us a little yeah. something about yourself. Uh, what you want to know, bro? I'm, uh, I'm I know it's 50. always on the spotlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm 50. I'll be 51 in September. I've been airbrushing. I picked up my, my first Pache in, uh, 88. At, at school with this. Yeah, yeah, at school with this, um, I don't know if you call it a, a, a special learning school or whatever. You know, it was a place where you can learn different kinds of skills. And that was one yeah, of your classes school. I had. Yeah, yep, like a trade school. I had a, a commercial art class. Yeah. I think that's everybody's first address was a Pache. Yeah, a yeah. The, uh, my partner, uh, who was, I was paying with for a little minute uh, when I was in college, she started off with that that uh, Badger 150. Yeah, I had a Vegas. I had a fingernail airbrush anyway. Okay. 155, okay. I think. Yeah. So uh, you want the social networks you want to promote? Uh, No, not really. Um. Just Air Magic Airbrush on Facebook. I got an Instagram page, Air Magic Airbrush. That's about all I do, man. I'm I'm not super duper heavy into it like I once was. Yeah. So you changed, you switched off, you switched to something else, huh? but we'll get into that a little bit later. Well, so how long you been airbrushing, or what you was airbrushing? How long were you airbrushing before you decided to stop? Uh, actually, I still brush. Um, I'm selective on what I do now. Uh, but it's been since, basically since 1988. Wow, you got me beat. Yeah, I've been around about a few times. Say yeah. that. I've been to high school too, eighty six, but that okay. was about it. Yeah. So, uh, what was your? Oh, you said your first airbrush was a Pache. Did where did you get it yeah. from? You buy it? Somebody gave it to you? It was gifted to you? What? It was a it was a Christmas present. The the guy who was my partner now, who was also retired, he was like get a brush. And a compressor and some paint and mess around and come back and see me and I'll hire you. That's the short story of it. And I went all this time, you know? Yeah, that's kind of cool. So you worked with somebody for a while. So one of the first questions was, uh, have you ever worked at an airbrush shop? Um, how it went, I seen him basically uh, in the mall. They had this big room full of vendors. And I went in there and I seen him. And I like, ooh, what's that? So somehow... Uh, he had a shop, I believe, later years later or something. But I ended up going to his shop, and he told me what to get. And I got it. I messed around because it was a Christmas present. That's all I wanted for Christmas was an airbrush and a compressor. I had a Campbell House field, one horse without no um, out no tank on it. So that joker ran and ran and ran and ran and ran. Drove my parents up the wall. <laughs> what a good life. And, uh, yeah, back way back in the day, it was – Sound worse than a, a lawnmower, man. That sort of was horrible. Wow. So I, yeah, I, um, I learned a little bit, and I seen him at the carnival, and he was like, "Well, get your stuff and come on out, and we gonna we gonna see what's happening." Basically, and he said, "Paint this little heart design," and I painted it, and he was like, "Nope, all wrong. We don't do it like that." And he showed me what to do, and pretty much kicked it up a notch from there, you know. Yeah. Because I had um. You know, when I was in high school, I was just messing around, thought I was a man, messing up shirts like everybody else. And uh yeah. I kinda left I kinda left it alone and went to college in uh ninety 
89.90. And that's when um, BBD was out. You know, everybody was wearing the airbrush jeans. Yeah. And and I was in Lansing at Lansing Community College. And they're like, ain't nobody doing this. I said, I got an airbrush. I can do that. And I started painting jeans. That's sometimes how it starts. And then it kicks off right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I actually, I had put the put the brush down for like a year or more or whatever. And like I said, I seen it and I started painting jeans and I've been painting every since. Oh, that's cool. So uh, where did you break out to get your own shop? Uh, I had always tried to get my own shop because my man um, that I'm speaking of, his name is Keith Reeves, Airbrush Gangster, not Gangster, Gangster. Uh, he had his shop and he was telling me what kind of money he was making and he was on the road and how much money he was making. And, you know, I, I was one of them kids. I had to go do something, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So, um, yeah. you know, I went on the road with him, literally on the road. We was in, uh, we went to San Antonio. We was in, I think we was in Texas for a minute or somewhere. Went to, oh, no, we didn't go to Texas. We went to Oklahoma, Oklahoma City to the Oklahoma State Fair. And we did that yeah. for some years. Yeah, I was all over the place, man, with him. And just refined my skills. So, you know, back during off times, me and him um, tried to hook up a mall. I, I don't even think we broke even that year when we tried to hook up that mall. Oh, and no. um, I just, yeah, because we, we didn't know. You know what I'm saying? We we thought we knew, but we didn't know what it was. Plus, you know, yeah. my skill level, my skill level wasn't there for the mall anyway. So um, I got, I had a, a partner from Flint. He had a, a clothing store where I went to school at. And he, uh, I said, man, can I rent the back of your store out? You know, put a couple of design squares up on a, on a thing and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, I think I gave him like $100 a month or something, $50 a month. I don't even remember at the time. And I had my hookup in the back of his store. I, I was, I ain't gonna say I was all cold, man, but I was doing, I was doing nails and doing shirts. Damn. Yeah, like, I don't know if you ever seen a Detroit-style nails with about six different colors on them. The, so yeah, I, I used to, yeah, I used to do, do that, man. I, I, everything was metallics and pearls, and it was real bright. And it, it was just on and popping, you know. I just couldn't get the money that I should have been getting. But, you know, I, I was happy. I was keeping food in my stomach, and yeah, I wasn't working for nobody. Yeah, you were doing it for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, what so what what were you after you you still use pachés or you switched to a different uh different kind of brush? uh no nah, no nah. I, I got I got a couple pachés I gave my son one uh I got my wife in the painting she got a bunch of pachés at least she had um now I use Iwatas I went from pachés to um a Badger Anthem one fifty five and I loved them jokers and then I had ended up with a with a couple um Vegas and then that's when I ended up after that to the uh, Iwatas. Yeah, yeah, I think I started with Pat, uh, Badger and moved to Iwata. I had a Pache, but I never really used it. Uh, what did they have? Millennium. Okay, the, the skinny boy. The yeah, yeah, I had that one, not that sausage. Yeah, so what, I had that OG, so, that, that VL. <laughs> yeah, a big one. Yeah. So why did you, so uh, So then you moved, when did you get the shop that you see on, you know, the picture you have on that thing, it's an Air Magic, where was that at? That's in Saginaw where I live now. I had that shop for like twelve years. I I ain't gonna say I was the man, so to speak, but I was holding my own for real. I learned yeah. a lot, you know, about the business and about people, and you know, it was a, it was a real big learning experience. And I I guess I did it right, but at the same time, I was doing it wrong, so to speak, because I had my shop there, and then you know, during Christmas time, I was at the mall, and then at the same time, I was still out doing shows during the summer, so. I didn't dedicate enough time to the to the shop as I should have or or you, I could have. You you were spread yourself real thin. Yeah, I mean I worked it out because I had a real solid uh carnival route. I mean my my carnival route was real solid. Yeah. Did you have working for you at the place? Nah, uh uh-uh. Once I was gone, it was uh, it was over. It was a wrap. No, I mean, uh did you have any workers for you while you were like at the mall? Uh well, I did. Only time I really had workers was when I was at the mall during Christmas, and then when I'm on the road because we did so much work. You know, you can't paint and take orders and all that at the same time. They just don't work. So that's oh, yeah. you know. But when I you know when I was at my shop, I had somebody. If I had to like run to the 
pick my son up for school or had to go do something. I had people who would step in and take orders, but, you know, with nobody paint or nothing like that. My wife will help. My daughter will help. Yeah. So, so you was there for but 12 years is a strong, is, is a strong amount of time, though. Yeah. Build up it, a good it was, clientele base, but I guess it could have hard because you wasn't there all the time. Yeah. I mean, it, it was pretty strong. I'm, I wasn't, wasn't then and still not the only painter here. Uh, at the time, it was me and two other guys, you know. Um, the one guy is still around, the other guy that moved away, but then there's another guy here who, who, if I, Somebody needs something done. I pass my work on to him. You know what I'm saying? He he wanted the homies like that. Yeah, oh, that's cool. That's cool. It's not, I don't know how many artists is in Houston. I I do believe that I have the busiest shop in Houston, though. But I think it's a couple of them starting to pick up a little bit. I think uh, the one in Katie, Airbrush Brothers, is starting to pick up a little bit. Okay. But yeah, we don't really like share work too. Like we can't get it or we're too busy to just spread it out a little bit. Right. Well, I, I live in a small town though. Yeah. Yeah. We got, um, see, you know, well, at least I can say, our, like, now our mall is is dead, you know, like everybody else's mall. But, you know, we only got one mall here. Um, what? Two movie theaters. Two Walmarts on each side of town. You know, we don't, it, it's not a big spot. Oh, no. Nah, damn, y'all ain't big at all. Nah, uh-uh. Well, one so, Best Buy. You know, we, we don't have very much anything like that. You know, it, we small. You can get from one side of town to the other side of town, literally, from way out to way out without taking the highway in about 20 minutes. And that's 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 kind of dragging. Man. Dude, you can't yeah. get to nowhere in Houston in an hour. It takes you an hour to get somewhere over here. Right. It's just to traffic and, and all of that. So Yeah, uh, that's, that's how – yeah, I, I witnessed that when I was in – doing shows down in Atlanta, how, how big it is, and you got to drive forever to get anywhere. Yeah, yeah. What, what made you close the shop? The economy. Yeah. Well, it wasn't cold. It was just, just, it just slowed no, down for you? Yeah, it, it was around when, uh, what they call it, recession, depression, whatever that was, some years back, about, I think I'd have been out the shop almost, shoot, 10 years? Oh, wow. Yeah, so and if, if it much... ain't if it ain't ten, it's it's six, seven strong. Yeah. Wow. So you uh you basically just paint out of your house now? Yeah, yep. I haven't did a show in five, six years. When I say show, I mean like festivals and carnivals and all that. I'm yeah. in a way I'm pretty much retired, man, from painting. You know, like I say, I paint what I want to paint these days. Yeah. Well, at least you ain't gotta worry about that damn overhead no more, huh? Right. That Don't that's that's the that. sweet part. That's the sweet part. But yeah. you know. So have you always airbrushed or draw it? Or is just you just picked it up when you picked it up? Uh well, you know, everybody drew when they was a kid. You know, I ain't really had had no phenomenal art skills or nothing like that. You know, when I picked it up is when I pick it up. You know, I, in high school I was like everybody else is drawing the back of math class, but you know, I lettered in the back of math class, or at least what I thought was lettering. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what was your favorite thing to paint? Uh, I'm a shirt dude, man. Straight up. Um, just, uh, yeah, just straight up name shirts. That's it. You know, I didn't get yeah. into portraits and, and and stuff like that. But then, uh, you know, with me looking back over all these years, I, I kicked myself. I'm like, I could have been way better than I am. But, you know, I was focused on getting that money. I wasn't focused on the art end of it. Yeah. I, I don't do, I don't, I'm not real good at portraits either. It's, I guess some of us just, we concentrate on one thing. We don't like, and, and we just stay on that one. We don't try to like. Some of us don't always branch out to try to learn everything. Right. I mean, that was me. I, I I don't try to. I said I was gonna try to get back on porches this year, but yeah, I don't know. I yeah, was, I mean, uh, I, was, I was actually. Go ahead. I was like I was like a hood painter though. When I was painting, I was like everybody else. I didn't know how to dagger stroke. I didn't know how to do none of that. I was just painting kind of graffiti style letters and. They, they was loving it, and I was getting paid, and I was happy with it. But then once I went on the road with my man, he's like, you got to learn how to dagger stroke so you can do palm trees. You know, he was doing ocean scenes, and, you know, you got to learn how to do script because I didn't even know how to do script. Oh, I was just out here. Yeah, I was out here thugging, for real. I was getting it. <laughs> wow. Hey, well, yeah. now you got it. Now you can learn now. 
yeah. You know, a lot of people don't like my script now, but I, I get down. I can hold my own. You know, my letters don't look like nobody else's. Yeah, yeah. I guess everybody got their own style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, I guess I hate to say it like this, but everybody kind of want to have that that Pat Gaines style script. But mine yeah. don't. It don't. It don't look nothing like that. You know, it's, it's legible, and then it don't take me forever to do it either. Yeah, it was like a lot of people trying to do the uh, the Jaime Rodriguez letters, but it was like the, the tattoo letters or whatever. Uh, yeah. And then you see, like, I actually learned by projecting my my letters because I I couldn't do script either, so I would project the, the letters. I guess after doing the, the motions for so long, I kind of picked it up how to do it that way. All right. That's how. Yeah. That's how I got my script. Yeah, and then when everybody did go to that tattoo script, I just took mine and just put the flares on it and dropped the drops and the swirls and, you know, just made it look like everybody else made it hot, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, was COVID bad down there? Where y'all? Well, it's, shit, it's still bad, but did it affect? Cause I know you DJ and bike ride, but we're going to get into that. But has that, like, COVID affected you anyway when they shut down? Yeah, well, you know, I don't um, I got a full-time job now, so it affected that more than anything. You know, we, we was on some crazy lockdown stuff like everybody else. Yeah. Man, so it, it, affect, it affected my, you know, my job, how, how we had to go to work. And, you know, even like right now, we still wearing masks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had to like put the temperature every morning and all that stuff to get, to get into work. Yeah, you down there, you down there in the heat. We get snow here. We get snow, snow. Oh no, we don't get, we don't get that. If it's snow down here, we shut everything. Everything is shut down. Man, shut down. What's that? We we not gonna think about shutting down until we get about nine, ten, eleven, twelve inches. If we get we get four or five inches, we rolling. We going to work. We going to school. Ain't nothing changed. Man, not here. We can't we can't drive in. We don't. We be closing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I've been I learned how I learned how to drive in it. Matter of fact, when I took driver's training in 87, 88, 87, yeah, uh we literally my driver's training was in the snow. Damn. Yeah. So I can I can drive in anything. Oh no. Nah. That's what you do. You drive you're a uh driver bus driver or no? Yeah, I, I I'm a city bus driver now. Oh yeah. Well, that's cool shit. But you worry you worry about the people getting on there? Or y'all have strict rules about getting on and off? Uh, it done loosened up a little bit, but you know, with this Delta, it's gonna get back thick again. You know, everybody's required to wear a mask, including the drivers. Uh, we sterilize our bus, you know, after every trip. Damn. So yeah, we got we got rules and regulations. Yeah, I think it's about to get bad too. In Texas, they put Texas back on. Uh, uh we we'd like red because we. Hospitals are getting filled up again. Yeah, it's hot down there, so I'm like, I don't, I don't even understand this virus, man. That's all I can say. I don't even understand it. I'm just trying to stay alive. But you know, people say you trying to stay alive, but you ain't vaccinated. I really don't want to get vaccinated. Ah, me and my wife did it the other day. Not well, not the other day. A couple of uh, weeks ago, the first one was fine. That second one, though, yeah, but I think that was and that's what I heard. Like a girl at my job, she took the first one and she was good. When she took the second one, she was down for the count. Yeah, it. it I don't know what the second one does, but it, it, it man, it had us hurt. But we, me and my wife had COVID too, though. So, and, and that's the whole thing. I had just seen on the news if you had COVID and you get the vaccine, the second one don't even do nothing for you. Uh, so I don't know, this, this, this stuff hard. just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So what we we gonna leave we gonna leave that up. You hold a few of the same views on a few things. Yeah. So I see you, DJ. What's your DJ name? DJ Mister Magic. DJ Mister Magic. What kind of music do you play? Is it just any kind of music or? Uh, I'm I'm evolving. Um, actually, my name used to be DJ Magic because you know Air Magic Airbrush. So I kind of ran off of that. Yeah, and a lady friend, you know I. Yeah, I uh I changed it because you know I got a lady friend. She we ballroom dance, and um she's like, no, your name ain't Mister Magic. It's DJ Miss. No, not DJ Magic. It's DJ Mister Magic. So she 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 gave me that part, and then she messed around and died for COVID. So um I, I stuck with it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Sorry for that. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
So on uh, the ballroom dancing is that similar to swing out? Yeah, I think it is. It's um, what I do is Detroit style ballroom. So I, easiest way I can say, look it up. A lot of people mistake it for, I guess if you say swing out, I think guess that's what y'all do down there or Chicago stepping, but it's, it's totally different. Yeah. It looked the same wow. to somebody who don't know, but to somebody who dance, they'd be like, nah, that, I don't even know how to do that. Yeah. I, I can't do it. My wife got that, the, the line dances, the, the swing out. Oh, the hustle. All that. Yeah. Yeah. She got yeah, locked down. Yeah, that most most ladies do. I can't. We call it hustle up here. We all call it line dance. I can't. I can't hustle to save my life. <laughs> no, I couldn't either, bro. I tried. Even with COVID, I, I would uh cut on a couple of videos. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try to do it since we just sitting at home every day. I couldn't get it. She would help me out a little but, bit, but I couldn't get it. Yeah, but the thing about it is, like every time a song come out, it's a new hustle to it. Ever to everything. Yeah, she got. Y'all, listen. Y'all have a. Uh, Zydeco music down here? Who? Zydeco. I don't even know what that is. I ain't even never heard of that. Oh, it's, a, it's some good music. I, don't, I used to didn't like it, but I kind of it kind of caught on. So what kind of music do you play with you, DJ? Uh, if I'm bar, if if I'm ballrooming, you know, I play Kim, Tony Braxton, you know, uh, middle middle tempo uh, R and B stuff. Some some rap stuff that got a solid beat to it, but. That's for that, you know. Um, I just when I do weddings or we call them open houses, I think y'all call them graduation parties. I kind of cater the music to the event I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. That's how that was the other thing going to be. What uh, do you like? Are you like a you rich yourself out? I guess whatever you do events. Yeah, yeah. They, they call like yeah, like a mobile DJ. I'm not a you know I'm I'm not at the radio station or nothing like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did you get into DJ? I, I always liked music and it kind of came from ballrooming. You know, I used to, you know, way back in the day, a friend of mine asked me, could I DJ her wedding? So like, yeah, I do it. I don't care. Took my two CD players and played some music at her wedding. And that's what that was. And I kind of dabbled with it and dabbled with it, dabbled with it. And then when I started dancing, nobody here was ballrooming. I mean, uh, DJing for the ballroomers. So I just kind of picked it up from there and ran with it. Oh yeah. So now you got all the stuff, the, all the DJ set up, the laptop and all that? I got all that. I got lights and the whole nine. Yeah. That's, I wanted my son to get into it, but he started for a little while and then he just dropped out of moved on to something else. Uh, yeah, it, it's just like airbrushing. If you if your heart ain't in it or it ain't something you really want to do, you're just kind of like wasting your time because you would never get the full potential out of it. Yeah, yeah. After I bought him all that stuff. Oh wow! It, it did it change his mind? Yeah. So uh, it looks like you were into the act of uh, into the night scene a lot. Y'all, y'all have a lot of like you run a lot of stuff at night. Man, no, um, this night scene around here is super dead. Yeah, I've been seeing you like, well, let's go bike ride. And I'll break that up again, but uh, like y'all be having like parties and DJs, like you be having it going on. Mm, I, I'm I'm extremely busy, but I make myself busy, but. As far as like a nightlife here, it ain't nothing to do here, man. There's a couple bars, and um, I was doing my – I had a, a ballroom set on first and third Sundays from uh, like 6 to 10 or something, but I had it worked around my work schedule. You know, people would come from different cities and, and, and get it in. But, you know, then they got a, the same bar, you know, different nights. It'd be young kids there. But it yeah. ain't really no night – no real deal nightlife around here. Yes. So what made you start the uh, the bike ride? Well, I've been riding bikes forever, since I was like six. And um, I just like to ride. I had seen some cats of Detroit, I believe. They just was out riding. And I was like, I'm going to try that. So I just said, hey, let's let's go, go riding. And for like the longest time, I only had like five riders, four or five riders a week. And then COVID hit, it just jumped off. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it, you know, people they they say, "Yeah, I'm a ride, I'm a ride, I'm a ride, I'm a ride," and they never came out, or they would come out one time and wouldn't come back. And then, like I said, COVID jumped off, and I'm like, you know, I got a a, a bike riding group on Facebook because I actually was finna delete all it. I was finna just leave it alone. And they're like, I, "We need to go ride a bike." I'm like, "All right, bet meet me at such and such," 
and we went riding, and it's been popping ever since. Yeah, it's a it's becoming a big thing. It's a lot of bike crews here. I've been like I said, I don't know if I talked to you, but I've been looking at looking for me a good bike to ride. Yeah, bikes are hard to find right now, and then you know the definition of a good bike is depending on the person who's riding it. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and that's that's same with us. I'm on an island. I grew up on an island, and that's all we that's all we needed for transportation on the island was a bike. We go anywhere yeah. we wanted to go on it. So right, you know the the thing about bikes though, if you're not in a group ride and if you just see somebody riding down the, on down the street and you're not a little kid, they look at you like you poor, like you can't afford a car. Yeah, like, nah, that ain't what it is. And unless you one of these dudes with all the gear on and that expensive bike, and you and your buddy riding 900 miles an hour down the street. But, you know, just you see somebody riding down the street on the bike, you think they broke. And that ain't really the case. It's fun. Yeah. And it's good yeah. exercise. Real yeah. low-impact exercise. Yeah. There's a uh, – like at Galveston, they have, like, bar hops. They just yeah. ride their yeah. bikes from bar to bar to bar to bar. And I'm like, man, that sounds fun as hell. And then down here in Houston, they just ride it downtown and hitting all, like, all the little places down here, all the little hot spots down here. I'm trying to get my wife yeah. into it, so we're going to get us a bike and probably start. It start your group. I know you can start it because you you a people person and people follow you. It's real easy to start a bike group. You just go. I ain't going to say go on Facebook, but you and your wife go ride and you invite your homie and she invite her girl and a couple more people and you just figure out where you want to go. And then you just go and then that was fun. Well, we're going to go Wednesday then. And then you go Wednesday yeah. and oh, that was fun. You know, just and it just say, OK, well, next time you bring somebody with you and next time bring somebody with you. And it just grow like that, especially right now. Yeah. Yeah, especially right now. Especially now with everything. But, well, the summertime, it's going to start cooling off the fall, so it'll probably be better at night to ride. It's not as hot. And you got people with speakers and radios on their bikes and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, my, my bike, I'm, I'm, I'm building a bike that's fully kitted uh, with a full stereo on it and lights. But my, 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 my daily rider, it got wheel lights and frame lights and headlight and tail light stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I know you gotta have that stuff at nighttime down here for for laws. Hey, so yeah, uh, well, the the law for for a bike riding here um, at nighttime, as long as you got a headlight and a tail light, you good. You don't need all that extras. The extras is just show. You're making it more fun for the kids in the community. You know that's that's why we do night rides. You know. Yeah. Uh, so you know, the other day that you got into an accident, I don't know if we want to talk about it. You all right? Everything good? Uh, I'm alive, bro. First and foremost, thank God I am alive. Cause I be, I ain't gonna say I be joking, but I tell people I turned into Superman ragdoll when I got hit, man. <laughs> you know, I literally was flying up in the air and I landed in the middle of the street and due to, um, me healing and all that and this and that, I don't, I don't even want to go into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so. good. Good. You're all right. Everything good to go. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm banged up. You know, but it definitely could have been way, 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 way worse. I, I actually praise God because I'm not supposed to be here, literally. Man. Yeah, I'm not. Dog. Like I said, I was flying in the air. Oof. You know, All it right, wasn't. We'll <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what what the future look like for you? What Are uh, you planning on reopening the airbrush again? Or are you just going to just keep doing what you're doing? Um, as of right now, I don't really have no plans on reopening. I mean, that's always a dream in the back of my mind. Uh, but I got a job, you know what I'm saying? Um, I kind of like being semi-retired from airbrushing because I don't have to deal with the, the headache of airbrushing, you know, that's why yeah. part of the reason why I stayed on the road so much because it's the road headache is totally different from a store headache. You know, people always be like, why are you stay on the road? I'm like, cause it's easier for me. You, you, you order number three. I say come back in 15 minutes or whatever it is, and you pick it up, and I ain't got to see you no more. Yeah, you got to deal with the – yeah, you got to deal with people like we have to. Yeah, but, you know, well, they want this big order, and they need it for this funeral, and they got half the money. And then, well, we didn't get all the money. Well, you get none of these shirts. <laughs> yeah, and you still got – you stuck with all the shirts. Yeah. I just did yeah, a, a 75 shirt order today. See? And I'm like, hey, I, I, I mean, I, I think I was real unique because I had a layaway plan. Oh, damn. 
Yeah, you know, it, it wasn't really a layaway, but you know, you come in, put your order down. Say it's a three hundred dollar order. You got a hundred bucks. Give me that. That's gonna cover all my costs and my time, so to speak. I knock them out, and you can pay on it till you need them. Say next week or whatever. And then when you come in, you pay for the whole thing. You're not getting none of these shirts until they're all paid for. Okay. So you know that that was that was that was my thing. You know, I'm, I'm trying to make it affordable for everybody. Yeah, that's that's what I always say because uh, I grew up with the projects and we didn't always have. So I understand. So I try to help. I try to work with people when I can. Yeah. Yeah. So anything I miss you want to bring up? Uh, I. I guess I don't know. I, I know a lot of painters, man. Now, can I get some shout outs? Yeah, you can do what you want to do, bro. Um <laughs> Okay, first and foremost, who who started all this? Uh Gangster Airbrush out of Flint, Michigan. A uh, guy named Boss out of Flint, Michigan. He he taught me a lot do's and don'ts, a whole lot of don'ts. You know, his his business practices wasn't where I, I would say I should be. Um my man here in Saginaw, where I met Kid, that's the guy I I, I pass work on to. A guy named uh, Spoonie G. He's a, a very he's a good artist in his own right, but his stuff don't look like nobody else's. Um, my man out of Chicago, um, Scooty Woo. Uh, down in Atlanta, we got Kid. I mean, uh, Black. You got Kai. Uh, Black Wet Paint. Over in Macon, Georgia, we got CMD, uh, Texas U, uh, Richard Hernandez, uh, Sasson, that's my man. We go way back. There's no a lot of painters, man. You know, I grew up in the paint era where didn't know painters talk. I think I was kind of like one of the first cats that actually went and talked to other painters. Yeah. Yeah, you know, didn't didn't nobody talk to painters? Didn't nobody share no information and all that? I think hopefully I kind of kind of changed that, you know. Yeah, because you know, back in the day, it was a big stigma. Nobody don't want to teach nobody how to do it. Nobody want to see your work. Yeah, I mean it, it's crazy though. You know, it's a, it's enough money out here in this paint for everybody, but these cats still be hating on each other. Man, I had a cat hate on me so bad it didn't make no sense at my own spot. Yeah, that's crazy. You no, know, that yeah, he. I don't even. He, I don't think he even know to this day that I know what he did. But you know, I I had a real nice small setup doing Christmas on it. I was on a cart. I even tried to get an airbrush action magazine. My cart was phenomenal. It was all self-contained. Yeah, all the displays was on the cart. I had flip racks. My counter from the side opened up, and I had all my my stock in there. It was. It, it was real nice, real, 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 real nice. You know, the mall could not say a word. You know, sometimes you go by some some spots and be like, oh, that look all ghetto and toe up and all this and that. No. Uh, I had, I had, by, by no means, by no means at all. Yeah. Was you ever on WCA? Nope. I didn't even know about it. No, you didn't know about it? That's yeah, I mean, I, 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 um, just came up from the mud, if you want to call it that. Like I said, I knew Assassin. You know, he had a trailer way back in the day, which was my first trailer. I sold it to him. And we just would trade. Me and him, he was like one of my real partners. You know, we would trade back information here and there. I would go to his shop up there. He done came down here and um, did shows with me. So other than Gangster, Assassin was my man, 100 grand. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I used to talk to him a long time ago, too. When he was like when he was first in his shops. Yeah. He gone. Yeah, we podcast with him too. I learned a lot when I podcast with him. Yeah, and what's cool about him, like I didn't even know his story. You know, he like after I read his book, you know, I learned a lot more about him. I I had no clue all that stuff he went through. Yeah, that's crazy. That's the same thing I said when we when I podcast like, man, I didn't know that. But yeah. That's what that's what tripped me out about a lot of these when I talk to people though. It's like a lot of us started at the same way, you know what I'm saying? But everybody got like a story. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like the origin stories. I'm like, man, that's crazy. Like uh I was just talking to him too the other day. He in Florida. Damn, I can't call his name. He uh he had a crazy story starting out. It's like, man. But yeah. So uh Okay, so in the podcast, I normally ask uh, a couple of questions that I'm starting to 
for what okay. do you feel most great what do you feel most grateful for uh as of right now doing this interview i feel grateful to be alive straight up no more <laughs> no less i feel straight that <laughs> okay if you could talk to anyone dead or alive who would it be uh, it would have to be my father, and then other than my father, I think I would like to talk to Malcolm X. There you go, that, that's my right there, Elhaj Malik. For sure, that. All right, and uh, we're going to New York, and but first place we're going to New York in September if they don't close everything down. First place I'm going is Malcolm X Boulevard. All right, yeah, and, it's, uh, it's a, uh, in Lansing where where I used to live. There's a an intersection is Malcolm X Boulevard and Martin Luther King Drive or Boulevard. The same on on one street sign. I took a picture a long time ago. Both those signs sit together. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yep. He was from Michigan. Yeah, yep. Actually, he went to um, boarding school or something like that in Lansing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and uh, who would you like if if you could meet anybody? Who would you like to meet? I don't know. I mean, before, you know, a while back, I said I used to want to be Ice Cube. Um, I don't know. I guess stars and people with names don't really impress me no more. You know, I'm, I'm uh, older now. I'm 50, so don't – I've been there, done that, you know. I've met a lot of people during my day, so to speak. Yeah. You know, I met uh, MC Hammer back in the day, um, a bunch of people, for, but it's from this airbrush, though. You know what I'm saying? Airbrush really did change my life. You know, I, my story ain't like like assassins, but everything I got, all the experience, the traveling and all that, it came from Airbrush. And I never really had a job job. I had a job here, a job there. But for the most part, up like right now is the most job I've ever had. Yeah. yeah. And I, I worked <laughs> at the post office for a little minute. And uh, that was right around the time my father passed and they was messing me around. I walked out the post office. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man. Because literally, you know, it was a show I wanted to do for the weekend. And they're like, if you go to that show, you ain't going to have no job when you come back. I went and did the show, and I came back, and I still had my job. I'm like, man, I, you going to tell me I can't go nowhere on the weekend and make this money? Because literally, I was making more money on the weekend at a little two, three-day show than my whole check was. Yeah, they don't get that. that they, they don't understand that. Yeah. It's like, it, it's it's... It's real money in this if you if you own it. Right. But, I mean that's that's what I used to tell people. You know, my truck is older now, but they're like, ain't no money in airbrush. Ain't nobody wearing that mess. I said, if ain't nobody wearing airbrush, look at my truck. What I drive. You think I just snapped my fingers and it showed up? Exactly. So yeah, it's it's money out here. Money airbrush money ain't never gonna go away as far as I know. You know. Yeah, I I, see, I hear people coming by there. Oh, they still an airbrush shop right here, and I'm sitting up here with like shirts all over the place, painting shirts, man. I'm like, uh, yeah, we we're still here. We ain't going nowhere. Yeah, just because you don't want a shirt, that don't mean nothing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so, I, man, I don't think I, air, pre- I gonna say I don't think airbrush will ever die. You know, if you're serious about this, you know, you have to depending on your market. You know what you shoot. You got to adapt to what it is, you know, because at, at one time we weren't thinking about doing RIP shirts. No. You know, then it you went know. to to uh the, to the vinyl. You know, I was doing vinyl uh 15 years ago. Oh. Oh. Yeah, you won't. Slight, slight airbrush was the guy I was talking about who was in Florida. Okay, yeah, I think I talked to him once or twice. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I was just doing a regular writing on shirts for RIP, but when I started putting pictures on a shirt, everything skyrocketed. Everything changed yeah. when I started doing pictures on a shirt. Yeah, I've, I've I'm to the point now. I had always told painters and other people, change your hobby into a job. You know, if you can do this for real, you know, stop stop cheating yourself. If you got to spend that money, you know, reinvest it and get some better equipment or whatever the case is, do that because it ain't no feeling like, like working for yourself when you, you, you punch your own clock. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You know, I, I, I learned a lot since I've been out of business, you know, like I said, people snakes out here, you know, when I was going out of business, well, I ain't going to say going out of business. When I closed my shop, this guy was supposed to be my homie. First thing he said, what you going to do with that equipment? Sell it to me for the love. 
Nah, bro. <laughs> you supposed to be yeah. my man, and you know he he owned a sign shop, you know vinyl shop and all that. You know I, I was doing vinyl signs at my shop, shop and everything. I was a regular uh, graphic artist place, pretty much. And I'm like, I'm closing down, and you ain't even thinking about hiring me or even saying nothing, man. I'm through with you. Yeah, just trying to take your stuff. Yeah. So you know, looking back, you know, I, I didn't know at the time that you could lease equipment, you know, like large format printers and all that. If I didn't knew that back then, I think I'd probably still be open because I could open up a different sector of the market for myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I know, I guess in a small town, you should be able to like, I guess I guess it's too it's a lot of competition too, yeah. Yeah, at one time it was a gang of screen printers because I had started screen printing. You know, that never was my thing, but that was just another thing I offered. You know, I did vinyl signs and banners. You know, I did sublimation. I did, I man, if it's graphic-wise, I kind of done did it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's how it is, man, especially in the small towns. You got to watch everybody and everything. Because yeah. everybody, it, it's, it, like I used to say, it's a dirty game. You just think it's just uh, painting uh, unicorns on a shirt, but... Behind behind closed doors, this is a dirty game. People, people try to get yeah. you all the time. Yeah, people don't people don't understand. It take a lot of work to get this done for real. You know, my my pride and joy of my store was when you came into my store, you didn't know who owned it. You know how sometimes you go to a hood store, you can tell this is a black person store or whatever. Yeah. When you walked in, when you walked in my store, because of the diversity of the artwork and how clean it was and how everything looked. You you didn't know who owned my store. And there you go. That was another thing too. The diversity of the artwork. If you got nothing but hood, gangster stuff, that's exactly what you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah. And I, I never really had a had a bunch of that stuff because you know, like out on the road, you know, we never would do gang related stuff. You know, at least gang related that we knew of. You know, if we knew it was a gang stuff, we would never do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's better to turn down an order to gain a few orders versus doing one to kill a few. Yeah, for sure. I know exactly Cause you be, you really be surprised who be watching you. And I'm not talking about your competition. I'm talking about just regular everyday customers. Yeah. You know, they got to feel, they got to feel comfortable and know that you about your word. You know, you can't be one of these painters who say, okay, come back Tuesday at three o'clock. And then they order not done Wednesday to one o'clock. You know, you can't do that. You know, I've I've ran into that a whole lot with a lot of painters. Yeah, I've done it a couple of times. I, I, I mean, it, it happens. Time. You know, it happens. But I'm saying, but you know, some of these cats, they always, you know, when they take the order, they behind behind time. Yeah. You know, that's how they just how they run. You know. Yeah, I, I used to be young and greedy. And used to try to get everything. I kind of slowed down too now. Yeah, I used to be greedy like that, but I I, I always would meet my deadlines though, because I always work my ass off. Yeah, well, you you a grinder anyway though. I'm surprised you don't mess around with automotive stuff. Oh no, nah. I, I start I did when I first started. I was, but then I left all alone. I left all alone. Just I make enough money on t-shirts, t-shirts. Yeah, that's the whole... stuff I do. Right, right, right. Hey, you you got a whole catalog for real. Yeah, I got you know... a man. You got to fit. You, you know, that's the one thing I tell uh, painters, you know, I, I tell a lot of one things, but figure out what your passion really is and, and work hard at that. Yeah. You know, if you want to be, if you want to be the portrait man, be the portrait man. If you want to mess around with automotive, really dig into automotive. Don't necessarily try to flip flop all over the place. Cause you would never get it. That's one, you know, I, I kick myself, you know, like I said, I, as long as I've been painting, I should be a lot better on a lot a lot more things, but you know, at this point in time, you know, it's just what it is. Yeah. You ever thought about, I know a lot of DJs, uh, do the photo booth stuff. You don't, you don't think about that and photo booth to your DJ. Nah, cause it's just me, so to speak, you know, that's a whole nother Avenue. I had to go down, you know, like you remember like back in the day, you go to the club and it was somebody taking pictures in the club with the backdrop. Yeah. 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 I used to do that. I used to paint my own drops and take pictures at the club. Oh damn! Yeah, I, oh, I used, I'm like you. I used to grind. I was I out was here getting the it. money in house, so that was good right there. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. 
But you know, then when I three sixty to come in, it should be in by hopefully by next week. Yeah, I saw one. Yeah, I saw one. I think to me personally, I think that's that's more hype than anything. That's one of them quick fads. Hopefully it's it's not for you, you know, that six months down the road you ain't made your money back and then don't nobody want to mess with it no more. Yeah. Well it is what it is now, because I already paid the money. You the man. So, I mean I, So all it is is just be hustling and getting it out there. Oh fun. you you would get it. Oh you yeah, you would definitely get it because your 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 hustle is hard. Your hustle is real strong. If anybody ever wanna look at somebody and figure out how to hustle or, or think they want to hustle, they just take a look at you. Cause you come up with, with some of the most groundbreaking stuff, or if you want to call it groundbreaking, but you you do stuff be like, I never would have thought about that. <laughs> yeah. I always thinking, man. I be up in my little office, man, all the time thinking. I used to be up here at two or three o'clock in the morning, like that's when my best ideas would hit me at about three, four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, let me go to bed. Oh, wait a minute. Right, right, right. Yeah, what they they call it the um the divine spirit or whatever touch you at a certain time of the morning. Yeah, man. And then I got that idea going and I'm on it. Next day I, I think it. I think it's a lot of painters like that. You know, sometimes we have a lot of ideas. It's just do we do we work on them, make make it happen. Because I, I have ideas all the time, but you know, I don't I don't even step off into them no more. You know, it, it's the fear of failing. But I I've, I've had a lot of them fail. I failed a lot of times too. So but you know when it don't scare me, I just go to the next one. Right, right. So but think, that's the fear of it. I don't think it's really the fear. I, I just call it my mind race a lot, and I come up with ideas, and and if I don't act on it right now, it's it's a it's a old that 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 thought is gone. It's done. Yeah, yeah. You know, if if it keep popping in my head, you know, multiple times, then it must be a good idea. Then I might go after it. But if I can't put my hands on it right now, it's over. Yeah. That's what I was trying to explain to my daughter. I said, well, if you got an idea you think it's going to work, don't put it out there in the world until you're ready to do it yourself. Because right. there's going to be somebody out there that, that got the capital that can jump right on it. Yeah. I mean, you, nothing. Yeah, don't don't tell people your dreams because they will snatch them and you will get nothing out of it. Damn sure will. It'd it be, it be your friends. It'd be yeah. somebody you know. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me, man. I'm glad you're feeling better, too. Yeah, well, this, this has been a long time coming, you know. Maybe I know as soon as we get off this thing, it's gonna be something I said. I wish I'd have, I'd have said because I, you know, that's just how my mind works. Because it's, you know, we've been trying yeah. to do this interview for for a year. Yeah, yeah, you know, we, yeah. I, we I talked about this a, a long time ago. Yeah, I fell out for a while, and uh, <clears throat> I said, man, I need to get back on. I need to get back on it. So yeah, I got a couple of people lined up. I gotta uh, get started on them. I know I got Dale the Abrush guy coming up. And then uh, I got a couple other people coming up, so I need to get back on it. And I normally do it. I normally do them on uh, doing the week and try to post them tomorrow morning. So it'll probably be posted tomorrow morning. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. I'll send you a link and let you know everything is uh, so you can listen to it to yourself. But I appreciate it, man, and uh, appreciate your time. I hope everything's good. Hey, I appreciate your time. I appreciate everything you do, man, because you you show people what's, what's really going on. You know, you, you're you not cookie cutter. You know what I'm saying? There's some guys, they straight up cookie cutter. A, B, C, D, you ain't scared to take them letters out of order and, and make them work for you. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. All right, yeah, bro, well, you, you have a good night. What time is it over here? Hey, well, it's uh, 1023. Oh, damn, y'all are an hour ahead of us. Yeah, one, one thing, one last thing I'm going to say. Any painter... You need to hook up with you another painter, somebody from another area, and vibe with them and learn from them. That's that was my one of the best things I ever did. You know, messing around with assassin and them cats down in Atlanta because they got all different styles, and you can bring their style to your style and mix it all in and make it gravy. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I guess it's not that much of a fear anymore of people worrying about your designs or whatnot. You know, well, I'm gonna keep this secret for you. you know, I want nobody else to have it. So it's a lot of people, a lot more people. Uh, Putting all that stuff out there and sharing that stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, because, you know, me and Assassin, we was kind of working on, like, plans, so to speak, of, of doing classes. I've always wanted to do classes because I, I figured out you can take one stencil and you can flip it three, four, five times and put different designs with that same stencil and you're going to save space, you know, as far yeah. as your, your your stencil box. 
You know, and I, I was showing the cat how to do that, you know. So it's just a lot of different tricks of the trade I done learned over the years. I think I'm I'm a pretty good teacher, man, when, uh, when I want to teach or somebody want to learn, but I can't even find nobody who want to learn right now. Yeah, I think it was uh, at one point, man, we were uh, all talking about getting together and getting something together. Because uh, I know Assassin uh, uh, got his, little, his, uh, his truck now. He's moving around in different uh, yeah. states now. Yeah, he he's definitely an innovator. You know, he he back in the day we did a um the urban airbrushed uh what was it called? Urban airbrush tour or something like that. But he he came to Michigan and he hung out of Detroit with Felly. And I came and then um art from Battle Creek came and a bunch of urban artists came and we all vibed. You know, we had a good time them them two days. We 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 uh we should have did it again, but you know it didn't really work out the way he wanted to. You know he had one of his spot when he was in Missouri, which I went down to and learned a lot. You know I I that's when I realized these cats take this airbrush thing way more serious than just a name on a shirt. <laughs> yeah, because you know yeah. it was a guy. His name is Ariel. Uh, he's overseas somewhere, I believe. I could be wrong, but he was out of New York at the time. I mean, he's the dopest shirt painter I've ever seen in my life. He was up in the the, the league of um, Drew Drew Blair, but he's doing doing these portraits and stuff on shirts. He would take like 10, 12, 16 hours on a shirt. Oh no, I can't. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I hey, can't do it. but I mean, his stuff realistically looked like a real deal portrait. You like you printed out a high resolution printer and, and transferred it to the shirt, but it's actually all paint. Damn. So he is like Drew Blair, huh? Man. But he 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 loved painting. He's a real deal artist. You know, he just you know, he don't have that that I gotta get it done mentality, you know, and I, I found that out. My thing, you know, working on the carnival, it was all about get it done, get it done, get it done, get it done. And I in a way, I think Fast that hindered me. The faster you are, yeah. the more money you make. Yeah, and a lot, of, a lot of cats don't understand that. You know, I had a, a painter. I was like, they wanted to learn how to, you know, get into the carnival game. And I was like, the way you paint, you'll never make no money. What you mean I ain't going to make no money? My, my artwork. I said, when you out here doing these shows and hustling, it ain't about the artwork. It's like McDonald's. Give me number three, pay my money, come back in a minute. Yeah, pick it up. That's it. Yeah. Yep. And the faster you crank them out, the more money you make. Yeah, a lot of people can't get that that concept, or they're, I ain't gonna say they pride, but their artistic ability won't allow them to do that. Like I said, I did 75 shirts with my regular load every day in two days. I finished all the shirts plus all my other work in two days. How, how many got, guns you running? I run about six. Oh, you ain't even got no guns then. I got a lot of guns, but I'm only running six. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, at one point in time when I was out doing shows heavy, I think I was running 15, 18 guns. Yeah. Eh, I ain't got time for all that, man. Yeah, well, you uh, know, I kept, them I kept them connected so they never clogged up and all this and that. You know, one day at the fair, my, my, my biggest day as far as production, I think I did like 100 trucker hats, um, like 50 keychains, probably about 50 to a hundred carpets, you know, I was doing carpets back then. And then a whole day's worth of shirts was probably a hundred and something shirts. I was cranking and I was the only painter. Literally yeah. I was painting, painting from 12 to 12. Yeah. You tired, I mean, literally, you you feel yeah, I mean have, you ever, have you ever painted to the point where you feel, you feel back spasms, your muscles in your back get to rolling up and down. Yeah. It's time, it's time to lay it down. Yeah. Yeah, at the at about you know we were closing at twelve, so about ten o'clock ish. At the painting all day, I start start feeling back spasm. My hands never got tired, but my back was tired from the, the repetitive motion, and I guess standing up all day. Yeah, you know, I pick up a shirt, put down a shirt, pick up a shirt, put down a shirt all day. You know, do a hat, do a keychain. You know, we used to the point. You know, we offered uh, license plates, auto tags, yeah. and it would take too long. We just don't even take no tags. You know, you get so busy, you know, you just got to figure out what you really want to paint. And, you know, when we was on the road, we were never about being artists. We we were paid painters, not starving artists. Yeah. 
Texas is a two tag state, so we don't we don't have we gotta have we, we don't do tags here. I was yeah. doing them for a little while because people was coming from out of state, and then I just stopped. Right, that that's a whole nother beast in itself. That's just like automotives, man. If you're gonna do it, you got to do it. You really can't play around with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. I always say, you know, I really wanted to learn how to do automotive as far as pinstriping and hand letters with a brush and all that. I mean, I my hat go off at all them them cats, man. Them them some real artists. If you can pull a line or you can paint patterns and you know use your colors and make it three dimensional and they don't really be three dimensional. Them them cats, they they serious. Yeah, the uh, 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 I was just watching a pinstriper a little while ago with uh, where they got the I don't know how they do it, but yeah. I got classes. No, I went to Airbrush Getaway way back in the day. Um, I thought I was a shit and thought thought I knew everything and I learned, but I didn't learn. You know, it was in Vegas. I had a good time, but you know that was that thing. That was part of my problem. I thought I was a shit when I really wasn't. We all, we all that way. Yeah. Yeah, we all. You know, it's, it's some serious cats out here, though. You know, uh, it's a guy, one of my partners, who, who all he paint is lowriders. He stripe them, he leaf them, he do patterns. A guy named Sick, 6713. He, he in Texas. I heard that before. Yeah. The, if you want to see some dope artwork, he do patterns beyond belief. Yeah, they, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, yeah. Damn, I've been to a couple of getaways, but I, I just went to go look around. I never like paid to do work. All right. Well, my thing when I went to the getaway, <laughs> you know, I was trying to learn how to do portraits, and it's like my 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 teaching spirit was jumping off then because I'm like, it was a concept that they couldn't nobody get, and it was so simple to me, and I just explained it really really simple, and everybody picked it up. You know, just like, you know, um, it was an artist. He he went down to Florida. I don't know if he was trying to work with Pat and them or whoever was in Florida, but he was from Atlanta. And he went and, and uh, interviewed with him, if you will. He painted some stuff, but he's urban and he had his own style. Style is 110, but it's his style. You know, he uses overspray. He uses a lot of freehand masks. And, you know, when you mess around with all them beach scene guys, everything got to be super duper tight. Yeah, they, they have it, a, a style they're looking for. Yeah, and they was like, who is this guy? He ain't nothing. He he used a lot of overspray. He's uncondition, uh, unconventional. And I, I said, y'all said that about that guy. He's been painting as long as y'all, and he, he's he's extremely good. If you go into his, his house, can you paint anything he does? Like, no, nah, not really, because he's a real sick paint uh, portrait guy. I said, so why, why do you expect him to come into your house and be able to paint the way you do? I said, what you yeah. always interviewing cats, there should be basically a 10-piece thing for all your new hires to be able to pass to paint with y'all. Why haven't y'all figured this out and y'all been hiring guys forever? Everybody don't paint like you do. And yeah, I think I kind of messed I think I kind of messed their head up when I told them that. The, uh, uh, there's some people out here that's painting that nobody knows about, that you don't see in the magazines and whatnot, that's colder than everybody that's in the magazines. Right. A, a whole lot of people. Yeah. Like, you don't hear about them, but they colder than everybody. Yeah. That was the thing yes, about yes. Ambrose Action that everybody was talking about is that you see the same people over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it had got stale, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like you say, it's a lot of painters out here. And a lot of different styles that, that just you know, it could help everybody out. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, but they, they were on what they were on, you know, I, I, towards the end, you know, I, I had to even stopped buying a day magazine, man. Cause it just wasn't what it, what it was. You know, I tried to find an issue that you was in and I couldn't find it and stuff like that. But, you know, if it wasn't something I really wanted to see, I didn't even look for it, man. You know, yeah. and I, that's I, crazy. I, here. I got, I was in that three times, I think. Okay. You yes. know, because yeah, at one point it? in time, you know, my, my life revolved around that magazine. Oh yeah. Well, they 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 didn't have like they didn't have like t shirt painters in there that much. It was like one little section of t shirt painting, everything was automotive and all that other stuff. But but you know, when I started, that's that's all it was was t shirt painters. It wasn't no automotive stuff in it. It was all t shirt paint. Oh, yeah. 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 I, don't I mean know, literally 
you know, like in the back of the magazine, you know how, you know, you can buy like automotive paint now and this, that, and the other. Every ad was t-shirt related. I remember they used to have the, the classes in there. Yeah. I mean, it, it it was all shirt. As a matter of fact, that's what the the getaway started as. It was shirts. It wasn't all that automotive stuff. Yeah, it was all shirts at one point in time. You know, I, I don't remember if Pat ever did a class, but Terry Hill, you know, and all the cats. Because I was in Terry's class, and the, the one guy, um, he paint with them sometime. He do the class. He's in Mall of America. At least he used to be. I can't think Kenny. of his name. Yeah, Kent. Uh, I went to them uh, one time, and I had a shirt I had got painted from this guy in Florida, a guy named Neil For Real. He had the dopest caricature style I had ever seen, and he was getting paid. And, you know, his shirts back in the day were like $30 a pop. And when I look at it, that was extremely cheap, but he kept a line. And I had to find my shirt to shoot, shoot you a link to it. It's like... You remember them back in the, a few years ago where they had them stickers of them cholos and all them them homies and all that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how his style was, but it was like the 90s. And he was putting them on shirts. And, like, if you had a blue car with, with rims on it or whatever, he customized a shirt to be exactly what you wanted. It, oh, say, say you and your girl. Like, it, it was all cartoon-based, but it would be, like, your 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 – Whatever your outfit was, if you had a special kind of Nike shoe on, he would do that. And your girl had a special hairstyle or some special jewelry or whatever, he would incorporate all that into your shirt. Oh, cool. Super duper dope. Super duper dope. I don't even know where he went to. I have not seen the dude. He was in Orlando. No, not Orlando. What what part of Florida was it? Because we was working a Central City Fair. So it wasn't it wasn't Orlando. It was another part of Florida. I don't think it was Orlando. But, but anyway, super duper dope, man. I mean, Kent, when he seen that shirt, he like fell over. And, you oh, know, yeah. like, yeah, you know, when you see a lot of urban painters, you can, I ain't gonna say like that, but you, you think they're using too much paint. His stuff was real lightweight, like an ocean scene. It was real soft, but it was directly to the point. Yeah, I don't. I don't ran across a lot of dope painters, you know, throughout the cities. You know, even anytime I went to a show somewhere, I made sure I went by the mall to introduce myself and see what they stuff is looking like. Matter of fact, I think I was in Mississippi or Alabama, and I went to the mall, and somebody had a real hot cross design, and I, I bought the stencil off of. You know, he sprayed it on Pellin. I gave him his money, and I brought it back. Because I wasn't ever going back there anyway. I explained that to him. Because I promised him, like, you know, I'm, I want this design. I'm a painter, blah, blah, blah. I'm leaving here Sunday, and I'm never, ever coming back because it wasn't doing what I wanted. Um, so he sold me the design, and to this day, it was like one of my highest selling designs. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you can't be scared of these painters out here. When they, we we all in here together. You yeah. know, we do it all, all different, all the same, you know, but you got to network you know if nothing else being able to you know me and you kicking it and we go through the same stuff you know what i'm saying we can we can vibe like that and you can get stuff off your mind or i can ask you about this kind of idea or that kind of idea and we just make each, each other better you know yeah yeah that's what we should be anyway yeah i think you know that, that that's kind of the thing with the bikes too you know um People like I didn't did a real good thing for my community because you know we got a Facebook page, and I got like two thousand members. You know they never ride. There's a lot of looky loos, but it's two two thousand members on my on my page. And you know we do specialty rides. You know there's um one young lady she special needs and her parents worked a lot. And she wanted to ride, so she couldn't get to where we were riding at because we always ride different uh, locations. I took the ride to her. We went to a parking lot across the street from our place. We rode out and came right back to that parking lot. Oh, and then, uh, and then, you know, um, one of the young ladies who was really heavy in the riding last year, she caught COVID and, uh, she had just passed and we did a ride from a location to her house and, you know, her daughter's special needs as well. And we you know we just made a big to do. It was right after the 4th of July. It was cool. 
motorcycle cats pulled up with their lights on. All our bikes with lights on. Somebody down the block went to popping fireworks. It was like a real deal celebration. You know, and we made, um, I had to shoot you the link to that. Um, the, we got a local news, internet news called M Live. You know, they kind of keep you up on everything that goes on in Michigan. And we, we, uh, we got, had an article in that. So, oh, you know, I guess I'm, yeah. So I guess I'm, I'm trying to, you know, do positive things. You know, my, I guess it's just my personality. It go from airbrush to DJing to the, to the dance floor, to these bikes. You know, just trying to be positive and uplift, you know, people. Yeah, that's you know a good thing, man. The bike, the bike I mean, ride for sure. I, I hey, like the bike ride, the bike, the bike riding has really brought the community together. You know, people act like they scared to ride, you know, over in the hood or whatever. But in the hood, we get the most love. You know, people hanging out because, like I say, they ain't nowhere to go. But they, they, it's hot. They outside drinking and having a good time. And we ride to the neighborhood with fifty bikes all lit up. And they they start blowing their horns and clapping and woo woo and all that man it's it's just a good feeling. Yeah, I'm gonna buy me a bike tomorrow. Okay. Go for, I gotta go work for the wall of the wood, but after that, I'm gonna find me a bike one. Well, good luck. Um, if you can find one at Walmart, but they hard to find. You know, a lot of a lot of bikes on marketplace right now, and unless you want to spend some serious money, you might be able to find one at a bike shop. Yeah, I'm going to go look around tomorrow. I got to do a couple of jobs in the morning, and then after that, I'm going to go look for work. I'll shoot you a picture of it. Bet that, man. When I get it. All right, man, I appreciate your time, bro. Oh, I, I appreciate the interview, bro. All right, I'll I, I get you a copy of it. And thanks for your time. Hey, thank you again. Much love, man. I'm going to get down there to see you, man, for real. All right, we, we need to get together and get a little big congregation to meet or something. We all get together in one little state. Yeah, we, we we can work that out, man. Get in touch with Assassin. You know, you know everybody under the sun. And yeah. then we'll see what we can what we can put together. All right, sounds like a play, bro. All right, man. Peace out. All right, you have a go. Thanks. Yep. See you. I want to take the time to thank a friend of mine who I've known since I've started, maybe 15, 16 years ago, who helps me big time behind the scenes. Ed Zamora of EZ Airbrush. Thanks, Ed, for all the help. Air Graphic Podcast is a production of Air Graphics Airbrushing. It's written and hosted by me, fellow airbrusher Ralph Kelly. If you want to see any of my work, check out my website, www.airgraphics1.com, or my Facebook, Ralph Kelly. Thanks for listening.